Pastor Jeff is not here today. And his beautiful wife, Paige, there now is a Jeff and Paige Reinhardt. Last night. That was last night. We've got a lot of Mr. and Mrs. I'm going to talk more about that next week. We've got a few new Mr. and Mrs. in here. I, two of them in here, but I'll wait till next week. As a sermon illustration, you know, you're always looking for a sermon illustration, right? Again, I just want to say so it'll be on the online version that the Radical Life class was... it's speaking into my spirit and I've been walking this a long time and I already believed in the radical optimism but God is doing a new thing he is doing a new thing and man I want to be in that stream I want to be sitting in there I don't want to be in a reservoir and I don't want to be with all the moss and the you know when things contain themselves if you're not careful when when you're just containing and you're just holding it it becomes contaminated I want to be a river, a conduit of what God's wanting to do. Life is about receiving and giving. All of life is. It's about receiving and giving. It's about receiving and giving. We need to, some of you need to know today that it's not about receiving and holding. It's about receiving and flowing. That just rhymed. I just made that up. Thank you very much. I just made that, did, did that on my own. I work on those. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. So, I amaze myself sometimes, I think, just how <laughs> phenomenal. No, oh, no, but really. And just about, so it'll be online, just so you have no excuse. The marathon is next week, okay? No excuse. If you're out there somewhere, no excuse, okay? If you're listening online. And if you just got here after announcements, so you'll know that too. I asked you last week, when others describe your giving style, when it comes to that, how would they describe you? As self-absorbed, fearful, or more concerned about your, your building your kingdom? Or would they describe you as a, a controlling giver? In other words, you're willing to give, but only if you can manipulate it, whether it's with your kids, or whether it's with your church, or whether it's with this or that, or I can get known by it. In other words, I'll give as long as my name's on something. I'll give as long as... Then there's faithful givers. Let me say this. We have got a lot of faithful givers here at this church. And I want to tell you, thank you. From small to large. I mean, it's all in between. But God, I said last week, it's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice. God honors that, but he honors even... We'll talk more about that. And Robert Morse is going to talk about that to us today a little bit too. But then there's the person... Who's a generous giver? A generous giver. As I shared with you last week, I've been a faithful giver. Jan and I have for a long, long time. A long time. We know what the right thing is to do. We know to step in. We know that. And we've stepped into that. We get it. (laughs) Okay, we just get it. But I, over the last many weeks and last many months, God has been convicting me, but Kurt, you need to be a generous giver. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, and then we're going to learn about it all this month. Some of you are going, a month? Well, I may be gone. Okay, well. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9, and I believe this. Remember this, 9, 6 through 7. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously 
will reap sparingly. Generously. Let me say this. Some of you today, again, as I cautioned you last week, and you should go there, most of you are going to be thinking about money on all this sermon series, and you might. But let me tell you, I told, I told Jan this morning, I want to be more generous with my words. I want to send text when God prompts me. Instead of saying, I'll get to it later. I want to send a word of encouragement and the words that God is showing me. This is way more than about money, and it is. But you're becoming a person of generosity in all kinds of areas. When God prompts you, I want to be a cheerful giver. Because that's what the rest of that says, right? Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Here's the tricky part. What you have decided. I think there's a choice there. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Because you'll know more about that. Live a radical life. The reason why you get the opportunity, you get to choose. You can choose to lose, use, live the radical life or you can choose to live somewhere below that. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. The, the little bit of fear a, per, a pastor might have in talking about generosity is that you walk out here thinking you've been manipulated. That is not the purpose of this. Because right. we want you to be a cheerful and who, what, who does God love? I said, God loves everybody, but you know who he really loves? A hilarious giver. A cheerful giver. Five traits I gave you last week, and you can go listen to it online. We're not going to preach the same sermon again because we're about to get into another part of this. But it's this. The five traits of generous... A generous spirit, one is they realize they were designed for generosity. They're intentional. They're humble and uh, empathetic. They're compelled. I don't know if we have the last one, which is the most important. I can't believe you missed it. No. But you'll hear more about it today. Just grateful. If you can be described as a grateful person... I don't know, as I said last week, if there's a better term to be attached to you. Because if you're grateful, you will be faithful. If you're grateful, you'll be a hard worker. If you're grateful, you'll be a person of integrity. If you're grateful, all those other things fall underneath it. They don't have any choice if you're grateful. If you're grateful, you'll sing loud on Sunday morning. If you're grateful, you won't stand there with your arms crossed. If you're grateful. But if you're coming, say, prove it. Show it. Show me. Show me. Show me. Do something to move me. Some of your greatest faith steps will be starting to sing. Without feeling it. Some of you have never taken that faith step. To say, I'm going to start getting it out of my mouth. Before I see it. Before I know it, before I can touch it, I'm going to start speaking it. But here's the problem with many of us. What I want gets in the way of what I really want, right? 
What I want is to be a generous giver. But what I want gets in the, what I really, really want is to be a generous giver in my head. I got good intentions, right? But what I want gets in the way of what I really, really want. Well, let's show the slide, right? What I want, what I want is Fritos, cake, Dr. Pepper, and Bluebell. How many of you like any of those and all those? How many can check a box on all four of those, eh? Got any amens on that? But what I really want is this, right? We showed it last week. That's what I really want. Minus the tattoo. You get my drift on this. I'm trying to be funny to make a, hopefully, a deeper point. What I want is to make a huge impact for the kingdom. What I want is that my life that God has saved, that I am grateful for, is bringing other people's in, people into the kingdom. That's what I want. But what I want, what I really, really want, what I want gets in the way. I want to be selfish. I want to be self-centered. I want to be self-focused. That gets in the way of what I've said in my mind that I really, really want. few months ago as church board and as a church we got into a position in the fall that we were uh, financially probably in one of the toughest spots we've been since I've been here as far as income coming in versus expenses and we've had some significant expenses this year that were unusual we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pay forty two hundred dollars I think it is to get rid of rats okay yeah some of you'd pay 42000 to get rid of rats. I get that. <laughs> so it's a blessing. We're only going to pay. Okay. But we've been here 50 years, this property. So we've got challenges. Okay. But we were, re- we were facing, a fi- and that's just happening right now, but we were facing through other things, financial. But we went to the board. This board and your leadership, I believe, and staff take this serious. And we went to the board, and we sat down as a board, and we kind of did a three-pronged thing. One, understanding this, stay the course of what we were doing through December, through December's giving, and then address if needed at the time. So first off, we're going to stay the course for the next. We're going to look at October, September, October, November, or yeah, October, November, then December, and see where are we. Secondly, that this property needs to be a launching pad for the kingdom. And one of the things it needs to be, it doesn't need to be a sucking sound of our expenses. It needs to be producing things that we can now launch out of here to do things, i.e. the gymnasium. And a lot of other things God is calling us to do here. The third thing was, once we got to the end of that time, and we're going to teach, and part of it was for me to teach more on it, and, and I did a little bit in the fall, but we're launching into it today. The other thing was, is when we got to the end of December, if things had not changed, we would, we would make the necessary cuts in all of our expenses, including staff salaries. And that's in the minutes. It's not like I'm making this up here. That's in the board minutes, and we meant it. And Josiah and Allie and I sat down, and we realized we might have to do something different. I don't mean not be your pastors, but we might have to supplement it in a different way. Well, I can say at the end of December, God has done something. God has done a work in this last three months. An unbelievable work. We get to keep our salaries. No, that's not the big reason. But it's not increasing. 
So we're coming to you in this. One of the dangers, if we come to you as a pastor, I realize in saying, hey, we're in dire straits. You may feel manipulated and, and you may be reluctant, as the word says that we read a while ago in, 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 in Corinthians. And you may feel a manipulator or some kind of scam or, oh, I got to give, but you were given reluctantly. Why? Because somewhere, so, and it's too much for now, somebody will talk you out of it. We don't want those kind of givers necessarily. You can still give, but... <laughs> I realize if we come and told you we got all kinds of money flowing in here, you say, well, I don't have to give. Let me tell you something, folks. This series is not about fundraising. And we're, we're operating from a very healthy place financially at this moment. But it is about disciple-making. It is about unleashing on this community overflowing believers, a people of generosity, that it is pouring out of their lives. That's what we're trying to do. So in the process of all that, though, just to say this real quick, and i got, I got to shut up because we've got a video to watch. In the process of all this, I ask a good friend of mine, many of you know him, Pastor Andy Frank over at CCV, dear friend of mine. I said, Andy, what does CCV do when they begin to talk about giving? And he said, Kurt, he said, we, he said every few years, I think it is, we bring in a man named Robert Morris. Robert Morris is pastor of Gateway Church in Dallas, in the Dallas area. And he wrote a book called The Blessed Life. He said, I think you need to get that book and read it. And I did. And it changed me from being a faithful giver to being a man of generosity. Yeah, I realized I've got to be giving in a way that is out of the change that God has done in my life, not just out of the obedience I know he's calling me to do. Because when I started giving... 30-something years ago, tithing, Jan and I did and above. We thought everybody else was doing it, and I wasn't smart enough. I think Robert says in the video, he wasn't smart enough to argue with the Bible. (laughs) And neither was I. Just wasn't. I thought everybody else was doing it, but I found out they weren't. So 12 Stones Church in a city, in in a a suburb there, I think Atlanta, but it's in Georgia. Uh, Wesleyan Church there. Pastor Kevin Myers did a series and they brought Robert Morris in called The Blessed Life and we have captured his two teachings and we've done it by video and we know that showing video is dangerous too there could be a fear around that I don't have any fear around that you can either it's kind of the only thing I fear we couldn't capture it as well enough it's a little grainier than I like uh, and Josiah likes but but it's going to be good but the teaching is powerful in my opinion and it's not let me say this this is not a give to get it's give to give you are a channel you are a conduit this is not a prosperity gospel but it's powerful biblical based giving and I believe it's going to if you'll, if you'll pay attention I believe it will help change you so we're going to introduce now I still sign them to come up as we close today Son, we used to be slaves. And with a mighty hand, God delivered us. I am convinced, again, this series is not about a guilt trip. This is about freedom. That is what it's about. And I'm convinced for many of you and for me, Our problem is that we don't necessarily need to love 
We don't love God enough. Maybe the thing for most of us is we don't realize how much he loves us. I just didn't need to love God more. That's what, no. What most of you need to realize is how much he loves you. And you may ask, well, why are we doing this series on this? And the only answer I have for you is because we love you that much. We love you enough to tell you the truth. Now you can take it and go today and brush it out of your mind, but we want to be a church of generosity. You don't have to be attend renovation. We get that. There's a lot of great churches around us, but wherever you go, I believe this principle should be there. I love the passage of Scripture, Proverbs 11.24, the message. The world of the generous gets larger and larger, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. We want folks at Renovation where their world is getting larger and larger. As we talked about last week, where those tent pegs are being moved out, territory is being taken that was once claimed by the enemy. Jeremiah 17, 5 and 8. Do we have that passage of scripture? We should have that. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when he comes. Its leaves are always green and it has no worries in the year of drought and never, I love this, and never fails to bear fruit. Again, we are moving from the mindset of fundraising and increased giving to unleashing fruit bearers. Our hope is that overflowing lives will go into this community in an unbelievable way. And wherever you're engaged and influential, God begins to move your tent pegs. That is our hope. And if that means we've got to share some things that are uncomfortable, I'll tell you this. If you're looking at your finances today and you're going, I have no idea how I can ever get there. Just so you know, 1st of February, we'll be doing a five-week class on Sunday, five Sundays in a row to help you get a handle on that. But you can start before then, but I'm just saying we don't want to leave you without having some handles. And we're going to try to do that. We will not keep this to ourselves. It's just too good. It's just too good. Won't you stand? We're going to close in the song Good Grace, I think, aren't we? Sure, we are. Okay, I think that would be great.
the reason why in that song, I love the part I think Josiah shared last week. I can't, I won't harmonize here with the rest of you, but there's a part there where we kind of hum. I don't know what the right word is. But I love what you said last week with all creation. The word says if we don't do it, the rocks will cry out. But I love that part of it is with all creation, there is that. And uh, anyway, let's sing as we close today with a grateful heart. Again, some of your first faith step for some of you is to sing. (laughs) Take that faith step today. God bless.